company mate i must be bad company i'll tell you why because this week's episode number 109 was supposed to be a guest it's supposed to be a special last minute guest it was supposed to have happened on sunday this is tuesday now tuesday the whatever the hell it is 22nd or something the third fourth i can't remember it was supposed to have happened today um but i've been stood up mate basically i've been ghosted so Tell you a story. My wife, um, who works, you know, she's the Andy Yarra community nurse and she's working in immunizations clinics and she's involved in the COVID clinic at the moment as well. Um, she met on Friday the Premier Mark McGowan. I've got a photo with him and I'm so bloody uh, offended because she's a traitor for putting her arm around him and getting a photo with him, that bloody rat who's fucking up our whole state. But also at that COVID clinic, Mr. None other than Mr. Ernie Dingo himself was there. He showed up um, because he's in the state, or well, he's in the state, he lives in the state. He's in town at the moment, he's in the Pilbara because he's doing this uh, um, Vax the Outback program that, you know, this government sponsored program where he's going through um, remote communities and chatting to the people and chatting to the elders and trying to get them on board for, for to get the COVID vaccinations because we know there's been a, a real slow uptake um, of, of vaccinations in the communities, in the remote Aboriginal communities. So that's a pretty good thing that he's doing, even though I'm not, you know, you know that I'm not for uh, vaccine mandates. Everyone knows that if you listen to the podcast, but that's where we're at. We know where we're at. Um, you know, we need to hit these bloody numbers so we can open up and get on with our lives. And, and he's out there having a chat to, the, to people and, and sort of um, getting them on board, which is cool. Now, one of the girls that uh, my wife works with is his granddaughter. And she hit him up out of the blue on Friday when they were chatting. So actually, it started that as he rocked up to the COVID clinic, my wife didn't even know he was going to be there or anything. And she just saw this rig rock up, this old troopy with a wicked camper trailer set up on the back. And she's like, you know, we're fully into that whole touring camp and outback rig set up lifestyle. So when she saw a wicked rig roll up, she just pulled the phone out and started getting a couple of photos of it. And then this car pulls up, dude gets out the driver's seat, starts sort of storming over towards her, this Aboriginal man. And she's like, oh, what, is he coming towards me? And he's like, hey, you, you, what are you taking a photo of? And she's like, uh, the car. He says, who are you taking a photo of? Who are you taking a photo of me for? So that's walking up towards her and she's like, that, 
and he walks up and grabs her phone out of her hand. He goes, what are you taking a photo for? Where was that? Where's that photo? What are you taking a photo for? She goes, are you Ernie Dingo? And he's like, yeah, what are you getting a photo of me for? She goes, oh, I didn't know it was you. I just saw some bloody rig rocking up and I thought there were some grey nomads with some hell outback set up and I was taking a, fu- taking a couple of photos. And he goes, oh, oh, okay then. And sits down next to her and just starts having this big long yarn. And she was staring him up and giving him shit and sort of they got a bit of a back and forth banter going on. And then her workmate comes out and, and goes, oh, yeah, yeah, and Dingo, he's, he's my granddad. And, oh, he, he said, where's Bobby? She's here. She, he wants to ca- catch up with her. And she comes out and, and then um, just randomly in conversation said, hey, you should do her husband's podcast. And he goes, oh, okay, no worries. Hey, what is it, what's it about? And she said, you know what it's about, local stuff. And I talk to people doing interesting and cool stuff and try and get people's stories and yada, yada, yada. And he said, yeah, no worries. It sounds great. So I was stoked, man. Gave me his contact details and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I got Ernie Bloody Dingo's number in my phone number, which I never thought uh, would happen. Um, and then um, I got hold of him and, and we teed it up and he said he'd come in on the podcast on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. So I was pretty stoked about that, man. And, and I was going to open up by telling this story that it would have been the second time I'd, I'd met the man because uh, I met him when I was eight years old. I was at Carrather Primary School and he came to the library and we had a bunch of classrooms, classes go down to the library to, to get us like a speech from him. Um, and he, I remember he opened up the speech by saying, G'day kids, I'm, I'm Ernie Dingo. Today I'm here to talk to you about blackmail. Now me... I'm a black male, but that's not what I'm talking about. I don't know where else the speech went after that, but that's what I remember. And I was eight years old. I don't remember very many conversations from when I was eight years old, but I remember that distinctly. It always stuck with me for whatever reason. I remember going home and asking my dad, who's Ernie Dingo? What's blackmail mean? What is this? And then I kind of, I think, I'm not sure if I knew it, what it, the joke straight away, but I, I, I know that as the story progressed, I got old, I understood what that was all about because probably because I spoke to my parents or something like that. And it stuck with me, man. And I was going to tell him that story and, and then say, you know, you met my wife and I bet you regretted walking up to her and snatching the phone out of her hand because she bloody handed him all weekend to, to come on this podcast. She chased him down on social media and got a response from him and he said, yeah, no worries, mate. I'll come on the podcast. Anything to get Emma to stop humbugging me. Um, so it was this kind of funny back and forth that was going on and, and I'm, I was pretty sure we were all set. Um, Sunday afternoon rolled around and, you know, I cut my plans short what I was doing. I was out at my brother's house with the kids in the pool and one of my mate, um, Shay's little mates with it, with us and I cut that short to come home and get showered up and get out here into the caravan and go over me notes that I'd done up the night before and, you know, I did a little bit of research to see what he's up to these days and come down here and recorded my intro with the song that he'd picked, worst song I've ever heard. Uh, it was going to be the worst intro song for my podcast ever anyway, so I'm glad that we didn't have to play that. But, you know, and, and set the time aside and sat here and got to the time and just called him up to see if he was all good. And he said, yep, ready to go, mate. I said, I gave him, gave him my address. And he said, oh, I thought it was over the phone. And I, I said, oh, mate, which was fair enough. I'd never explained to him that it was a sit-down, face-to-face podcast. I kind of just assumed that he knew that, but I'd never actually explained it to him. And I thought, oh, fair enough, mate. I said, well, I prefer not to do it over the phone. Like, I can come to you or we can have a rain check or what do you want to do? He said, well, um, I said, I can do, you know, I'm off on Monday. i got a day off. I can do Monday. He said, I'm going out to Yandy Yarra on Monday, but I can do Tuesday. I said, Tuesday's great. He said, I can come to you. I said, no worries. Brilliant. I'll get hold of you Tuesday. And then, you know, Tuesday rolls around and I get hold of the man and we just, I got nothing. Nothing back. No answer. Called him. No answer. Sent another message and just said, hey, man. Um, 
you can, we can just do it over the phone if you want. I'd prefer to just to have a chat here rather than for, have it, it not happen at all and then still nothing. So twice I've set time aside and come home from work and you know this time and I've got all my notes ready and bloody come home at lunchtime and put the aircon on in the caravan so it was nice and cool in here when we got home after work and I've been bloody stood up, mate. So I figure I must be bad company. That's why I opened the song up with Five Finger Death Punch, Bad Company. And and I thought, stuff it, man. I've put the time aside. I'm here. I'm home from work. The kids aren't home yet or anything. I'm not going to sulk about it. I'll waste the day. I'll waste the opportunity. I'm going to pump out a little podcast anyway. Um, I've got nothing written, nothing prepared. But I do have some notes in my phone from a couple of, a solo I was going to do a couple of weeks ago. So I'll probably just open up the notes and have a look what i got in there and, and just freestyle off that. So yeah, look, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not disappointed because I am, but uh, you know, it was a it was a chance opportunity that popped up anyway, and we'll move on, we'll move forward. I'll tr- I won't drag this one out too long because, like I said, I don't really have anything planned. I got it, just a couple of. Uh, it's, I'm looking at my notes here; it's all pretty negative. I had a pretty uh, r- low couple of weeks really leading up to this. Just just shit happening around town that kind of gets to you sometimes after a while living in this town. The same kind of shit you see happening over and over again. And then the, the COVID lockdowns and restrictions that were still bloody being subjected to, you know, still going on. Like nearly, what are we, 22 months, 20 months, 23 months? Um, not 23, 21, 22 months into this whole bloody thing. And they're still like WA and NT is still locking shit down and doing the, the 12-day quarantine, man. It's like, I don't know, man, it's it's... I feel like so. Obviously, the Northern Territory borders sort of closed at the moment because we've got this. They've had this outbreak over there, and that affects us because my boss, you know, the, the, one of the owners of the company, he lives up in in Darwin, and we're coming down for our Christmas party this weekend. Big Christmas party, you know. You do it once a year. There's a lot of shit going on at the moment. We're doing work at the at the the yard at the office where I work. Um, some long-term guys are leaving, like a guy that's been there for 25 years is leaving in 10 days, and they, these guys have been mates for a long time and worked together for a long time, and a couple of other guys who've been with the company for a while are all leaving, and it was the end of the year, big catch-up to-do thing and Christmas party, and then a couple of people get some cases in Bloody Catherine and some remote communities, and, and, and they lock the whole border down again, and, and he can't come, and you know, it just... and. We're going there at Christmas time as well, and this this could bloody happen, these bloody lockdowns again, and it just pisses me off. Like, they're harping on about this 90% rate, they want to get all the people vaccinated, yada, 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 and it just doesn't seem to make any sense, one, that we're still doing lockdowns and, and quarantine, you know, at this stage of the game, and two, double vaccinated people have to do it. If you are not in a hotspot and you've got the COVID app that you can scan in, it shows you where you've been and you've not been in those hotspot areas, you can produce a negative test, you're double vaccinated, like what games are we playing? All the people that have gone out and done the right thing have been using this bloody app and they don't have the, and they're not, they're, they're testing negative, they've got double vaccinations and they're still getting locked down and can't travel. Like what are we going, what are we bending over backwards and doing all this for and you get the same What's the point of it all? What's the point of being double vaccinated? What's the point of having the COVID app? What's the point of being a producing negative tests? Like, they still just lock you down anyway. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It's so frustrating, man. It's so fr- – and the whole 14 days thing, like you can't just produce a negative test and then produce another one three days later and say, okay, yeah, you're all good and get going. No, they've got to do the 14 days. Like it's, it's just the whole thing is just bullshit, man. And uh, we're just all over it. 
all over it. And that's why I was so pissed off with the, with the missus and getting a photo with wasn't really that pissed off. I'm just joking, staring her up. But that's what I'm saying about her being a traitor for getting a photo with buddy Mike McGowan because this Muppet is, the, is, is just loving it. It's like a dick-measuring competition between these premiers who can have the least amount of cases, man. They've already admitted that we're going to get community transfer, uh, you know, everywhere, basically. They had a cabinet meeting, a federal cabinet meeting, like three or four months ago, saying that we're not going to be doing these lockdowns and quarantining anymore. We're setting up a plan to move away from this sort of style of of um, dealing with the whole pandemic. And and then here we are, nearly December, late November, still doing lockdowns and quarantines and ruining people's bloody, just ruining people's way of life. It's, it's, it's so bullshit, man. Pisses me off. So there's that. There's that. Um, you know, and it's all the, the, the rubber's really hitting the road or the shit's really hitting the fan, however you want to put it at the moment, because guys are literally, like, people are literally out of work at this point, like people have just have chosen not to have the vaccine, vaccination. And it's sad to see, man, a lot of lives are going in different directions and um, people are in a situation they didn't think they'd have to be in and people are making decisions that they maybe didn't think through very well and I know there's guys who have made the decision and are now already starting to realise exactly what that means for them that they can't go anywhere or do anything and um, it's just a shit situation that we're in, man and, you know, far out, nearly two years into this thing and it's still plaguing us No, so anyway, moving past that uh, I feel like I, I never I never want to talk about that shit and it always just, it's always... No, it's always at the forefront of everything you do. It's such a all-consuming topic, man. Because it's affecting us in our daily life, you know. That's what's just fucking thing about it. But anyway, look, what else have I got, man? I think one of the things that's been pissing me off lately about the town is is watching this town just go through the same cycle it did before and no one, like, seems like this place has deja vu. Nothing gets learnt from the last time around, the last boom. Um, you know, we just we just go through the same motions. Rent prices are going through the bloody roof at the, again at the moment, and it doesn't you know, directly affect me because we've got hospital housing, so we've got subsidised housing. Um, but it affects a lot of people I know. Basically, anyone that doesn't have company housing is getting really bloody expensive to live here, man. And we want a town where it's a live-in town, not a FIFO town, but people can't afford to be here unless they're house-sharing or living in complete shitholes or paying just through the absolute arsehole for rent, man. And it's, and it's just it's exactly like we did last time. And it pisses me off, man. And these and these homeowners who bought, like, half of them who are the first ones to raise their rent, are these dudes that bought last time around during the boom, paid too much fucking money for a house because they thought it was a good idea to fucking pay a million dollars for a house in Port Hedland and then the arse dropped down the market and they're stuck with this massive mortgage. They're the guys who are putting their rent up to fucking thousand bucks, twelve hundred bucks a week straight away, like just jumping the gun and straight away putting their rent up that high. And and you know what? If you fucking if you put, if you live in a Port Hedland house, especially if it's a fucking a fibro house or something like that, you know, and 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 you put your rent up near or above a thousand bucks a week, fuck you, man. Get the fuck out of here. That kind of greed is the shit that ruins this fucking town. The, the, that compared with the fact that the mining companies don't fucking put – they don't do anything. They don't pump fuck all back into this place. They say they do. They do the bare minimum. It's all about fucking appearances and hitting KPIs and fucking making people feel warm, warm and fuzzy. But the fucking fact remains that this town is fucking miles and miles behind where it should be. Karatha fucking went great guns during the last boom and we just floated around and did fuck all. 
and, and and when we do do shit, we do it half ass. Now the housing, because there's no frigging housing for people to live here still, and they're starting to pay through the asshole for rent again. And that and that affects shop owners as well, and that affects shop owners. That affects small businesses. That that affects our way of life again. We can't have little boutique shops and cool little fucking you know brewing companies and little fucking cafes and shit like that. They can't afford to get rent anywhere, so they they close down. And then you get the town of Port Hedland making it difficult for sporting clubs to open up. We've still got no fucking uh, uh, gymnastics club here because because they got axed by town of Port Hedland making it unreasonable for people to to, uh, to be able to operate in spaces. And now the prices are through the roof, so it's not viable for them to operate businesses in in these kind of fucking areas. And it's just bloody bullshit, man. It's bloody bullshit. You know, uh, the market. You can't you can't blame individuals, I suppose, for trying to make a quick buck where they can. But the short-sightedness of it and the way that this town seems to foster that 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 whole way of, of, of business and way of living, it's just bullshit. And, you know, there's nothing – there's no stipulations put in place by the town. There's no grants that, that help, like, legitimately, logistically solve those issues by the big mining companies who are raping this town for everything it's worth. And some of the conversations I've heard directly to do with housing in this town by one of the big mining – uh, uh, um, giants recently just show me what you already know but to hear it said so plainly like the fact that they really don't give a fuck about keeping people in this town about making this town a nice place to live like any of that we already you kind of already know that but to hear it said in such plain english um it's just disgusting and shocking and the, the, to think that we're, this is where we are we're living in this town that provides so much for the australian economy and the, the powers that be just want to squeeze it and wring it dry for everything it's worth and put as little back into it as possible. And the people that live here are just fucking second-rate pieces of shit citizens that no one gives a fuck about. And they just want to give us the bare fucking minimum, charge us through the eyeballs to fucking live here and throw us a scrap of a bone every, every now and then to keep us happy. And it's just fucking does my head in, man. It's such a frustrating thing about this town that I fucking love and I love being here and I want to fucking be here and stay here and fucking raise my family here and see the town do well and there's all these fucking roadblocks and muppets and fucking greed that get in the way and just fuck it up for everyone and you just see is this are we are are we going to be able to fucking progress past where we are now or is another 10 years going to look back and fucking headlands basically the same town that it is now is it going to fucking get some fucking cool shit for people to do some fucking drive-in movie theaters or an indoor movie theater in a fucking time zone and a fucking some good pubs and fucking you know shit like that some houses for people to live in, some new housing estates, so the fucking so there's people houses for people to actually live in, and there's fucking work for fucking the building companies to go through and fucking build new houses. We're we gonna do all that shit, or is it just gonna be as little as possible and keep squeezing this place for fucking every dime they can out of it? Because you know that's what the writing on the wall looks like to me. Fucking, and then you know we've got this mayor now. He doesn't give a fuck about the town. Only gives a fuck about his fucking personal business interest. Sorry for my language. It's too much swearing for one podcast. So I've got to tone that down a bit. This mayor that doesn't care about the town. He just cares about his own personal business interests. I read a story the other day about this guy, um, Peter Carter, going. Some uh, uh, some nurse was talking about you know how hard it is for living and the and the cost of affordability and and, and a bunch of other things hardships going on on in her life and he said something to the effect of uh, I can't remember she commented on her mental health or stability or something along those lines probably should have had the story at hand before I started ranting on about it but he said something to the effect of you know he he, he what do you, what do you want to do you want to hang yourself here I'll give you the rope 
this is the guy that's looking after our town. This is the way he speaks to a nurse with who's going through some mental issues and some problems and some stress and drama in her life, living in a town that doesn't give a fuck about her. This is the guy's answer to it, man. And that's who we've elected in. And we're going to watch him try and work along with the mining companies and squeeze his place for what he can and look at it after his own vested interests. And then four years down the track, if he gets elected again, you know, being eight years down the track, we're going to look back and go, oh, what, what do we gain out of this term in politics, uh, um, this political cycle? Nothing. Someone got rich and the town's still sitting here spinning its wheels. So, I don't know. I know it's super negative, man. I just, I, I, I just see how I'm feeling at the moment. I'm just frustrated. Maybe it's the end of the year. Maybe I just need to go on holidays. Maybe I just need to get out of here. But the place is, you know, not the town. The town and the people I, I love. I love it. I love being here. But the, the frustration of seeing, like, Groundhog Day, the same shit going on again here and talking to people who I work with and people who I know who are struggling to, to find good rentals and to buy houses and watching that, that same shit happen again. It's just like, pisses you off, man. It pisses you off. It shouldn't be like that. The This town is only here because of the people that service it, you know, the people that service it from the people that work at Woolies and work at the fucking pubs and clubs and restaurants, well, clubs, pubs and, and, and restaurants and cafes and, and people that do, you know, all these other little jobs that aren't government-subsidised government positions, we need those people in this place to make it an actual town, um, yet they don't get valued and, and they're getting priced out of even just renting here, which is just bullshit, man. Pisses me off. Pisses me off so much. Well, look, that's 21 minutes, man. I'm hearing myself. It's super negative. I, th- I said I'd make the best out of a uh, um, out of a shitty situation, uh, getting stood up by old mate Ernie Dingo, um, and come out here and do a podcast. But I guess I've just proved uh, that the title to this episode, Bad Company, is just true. I'm bad company right now. I'm just bloody bad company. All I had to go off was what I've been writing down on my, on my phone over the last couple of weeks, um, and it was all just negative shit. So, yeah, I apologise about that. I'm not going to keep going and drag it on too much longer. Uh, if I can't find anything positive or funny to say, I probably just should just can it. So, we'll come back again next week. New, refreshed, revived. Um, and and I'll make sure that I've I'm on a little bit more of a positive note. I've got that off my chest now, and um, yeah, we'll try again next week. So thanks everyone for tuning in, and listening. Um, the average, not so jolly, morose, negative man. Peace.